Hello world, we're big gay nerds. Today we're playing Star Wars Edge of the Empire, published by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm Jonix, he, him, or they, them is fine, and I'll be your game master. Today around the digital table we have... Owen! Hey, I'm Owen, uh, founder and director of Big Gay Nerds, he, him pronouns. I'm as a social media, and I'm pretty jazzed to be here optimizing our SEO. <laughs> Wait, I, I, oh, it stands for optimization. I just realized that. But what I mean is, this, I feel like this is good timing. The optimal optimization. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Fern. Hi, it's Fern, and my pronouns are they, them. And my uh, Twitter is at VeryFern, and... I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, it's our fan favorite. All you Snapheads out there, you know it's Snapper Car. Hey there, I'm back after being on a previous stint. Um, really happy to be here. Uh, the prodigal son returns. The prodigal son returns. The most popular, most hit, hip cool cat mm -hmm. um you can find me <laughs> at snapper d car on twitter um and yeah really excited to to be in the star wars game baby say your pronouns uh, oh pronouns are he him um <laughs> and yeah happy to be happy to be in star wars making our our true extended universe i was really hoping you were gonna start this off with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so i could burst in and just be like Ta -da! Ta -da 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 -da. so actually <laughs> um funny funny you mentioned that uh now that we're the intro is out of the way i have something to link to all of you. <laughs> yes i knew it yes oh shit <laughs> so I, I assume this will be linked on the twitter yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so I, I can I could read that out uh, yeah. right now if you yeah, want me to. Good. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, chapter one: Jaws of the Vortex. It is a time of grand opportunity. Imperial astrographers have discovered a new path forming within the hungering vortex, an expanding storm nebula which absorbs entire star systems. The dread nebula lies just within the unknown regions, the last wild frontier of the galaxy. Daredevils, explorers, pirates, and the Galactic Empire have arranged their fastest ships for a mad dash through the opening as soon as it is safe. Those who survive will have the first claim of what lies within. Now known as the Jaws, the path will open in a matter of days, and the crowds are gathering for the explosive event. Captain Oska Viol desperately scrapes together a crew to make it to the starting line in time. Nice. So yes, um... I'm just doing the music <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is a uh, uh, a game set in the unknown regions, aka do whatever you want yes. zone of uh, of Star Wars. Nice. Um, essentially, it's a uh, it's a place that was left left like uh, on purpose. It was just left open. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you look at a, a map of the Star Wars galaxy, there's essentially just a big empty spot, mm -hmm. nice. with, like a couple little dots of things in there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's where this will be taking cool. place. And um, what's the, what's the year ABY? Um, right. So ABY, of course, after Battle of Yavin. Um, this this is actually going to take place. <laughs> 
Sorry. We'll get into that in a second. I should back up. You know how this podcast is called Big Gay Nerds? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Turns out you are one. Uh, So the Battle of Yavin is is, uh, the attack on the Death Star from the end of the first Star Wars movie. Um, In the expanded universe... Uh, all, uh, all dates are defined by either before the Battle of Yavin, BBY, or after the Battle of Yavin, AVY, um, just sort of to denote whether it's in the, the original trilogy timeline or before it. Uh, of course, now that the expanded universe no longer exists and is just legends and canon, that's a little bit wiggly, but I like the BBY, ABY, Mm -hmm. uh, thing, so I keep it. Yep. Um... So, uh, so yeah, so uh, this is uh, set after um, the events of the first Star Wars movie. Okay. So the Death Star has uh, it destroyed Alderaan and then was quite publicly destroyed itself by an attack by the Rebels. Mm. Um, so the, the Rebel Alliance is now sort of a public uh, uh, group. And people know that they, have, they are a military force uh, to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And so the Galactic Empire is sort of licking their wounds and looking for uh, looking for new opportunities and sort of clamping down on things uh, throughout the throughout the galaxy. Gotcha. Um, so today is going to be a character creation uh, session. All right, we're just going to sort of uh, uh, figure out our our different um, different angles on uh, why your characters uh, would you know would or want to go into the Hungering Vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you know, what, what, what are they running from or possibly what are they running to that kind of thing? Mm Um, right. So, uh, with, uh, with that in mind, um, we should go over a little bit of what this game is. This is again, Edge of the Empire by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, it's a, uh, it's a game that has a, uh, it's uh, it's pretty crunchy. It's one mm-hmm. of the crunchier games we've played on Big Game Nerds. Um, it's got its own set of special dice, which are just <laughs> the regular dice with different uh, different uh, symbols on them. Basically, I, I gotta say, um, like the weird dice are a lot to reckon with if you don't have like a digital roller, which we do. Um, yes. But I really appreciate having weird dice in a Star Wars game because these all kind of look like dice that you'd see people rolling in Star Wars. They're very colorful and got weird symbols on them and stuff. Yeah, they look <laughs> yeah, really it's... cool, but also really intimidating at the <laughs> <Yeah>. same time. <laughs> so um, there are the system works where they uh, essentially every roll is made out of a pool of dice that you're rolling. Um, where you roll your positive and negative dice uh, together. So you have um, the blue boost dice, which are sort of special advantages for situations. Um, your The green ability dice, which are uh, sort of your base skills. Uh, they, the yellow proficiency dice, which are sort of the, the heightened version of the ability dice. Uh, that are that are used when you have you know s- specialized in something. Um, they they can they're notable because they can give you a triumph uh, point, which is essentially like something amazingly good happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the dark alternatives to those. You have the setback dice, the the black setback dice. That's uh you know s- uh, situational things that don't go your way. That might be you know uh, uh, a um. 
uh, a tube of, of of steam has you know burst into the hallway that you're in, and a bunch of stormtroopers are shooting at you, and you can't see where they're mm-hmm. aiming. Uh, so that you get a setback dice. Uh, then you have uh, your difficulty dice, which is uh, sort of the challenge of the situation. Um, so in the case of the stormtrooper shooting at you, that would probably be, I don't know, a three or a two of difficulty that would be countered by your your green ability dice. Um, and then finally, the red challenge dice, which is uh, when something truly terrible is happening, you know, the, you're, you find yourself right in front of a rancor that's about to swoop you you know sweep at you like that is a challenge to get away and uh just like the the yellow proficiency dice the challenge dice has a um has the uh the despair result which is when something absolutely terrible happens um and outside of that there's one more uh die to think of and that is the force dice which is uh sort of the power of the force uh in in the ways that it uh uh works with you and against you depending on the situation um there are force sensitive characters that can use these uh in in certain situations but for the most part um the players will have a pool to access of of sort of a positive or negative or positive force uh things that they can spend to uh, to maybe like, oh, well, I ran out of ammo in my gun, but I'm spending this thing to remember, oh, luckily, or through the force, mm-hmm. I, I remembered to stash one in, in a, uh, in a compartment in the, the, you know, gotcha. the, uh, cockpit of the ship. That kind okay. of thing. That's cool. And, and so that's for good and bad things? Um, yeah, so I can also use force dice. Essentially, every positive force dice that you use i then get a negative <laughs> one that i can use against you nice um and so uh the system also works as there's uh instead of like you know one one to ten or whatever it's not a numerical system it's success and failure mm-hmm. um successes failures advantages and disadvantages as well as triumph and despair all cancel each other out um so if you roll your pool and you get three successes and two failures, that means that your result is one success. But also, like, the advantages and disadvantages don't interact with success or failure. Correct. So you can, like, succeed and get a... but be at disadvantage and fail and be at advantage, which when I... the first time I played this with you, we had a whole lot of failing but having advantages, so we were really just kind of bumbling our way forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so, so for instance, you could... Uh, uh, in in a, in our first test game that we ran years ago at this point, um, the there was a, uh, a, a speeder chase happening uh, in a crowded city, and uh, the, the person driving failed, but with advantage, so they crashed their speeder onto a, a walkway um, uh, full of, like, crowded with people, but their speeder hitting that metal walkway shot a, a shower of sparks up into the air, which, uh, which blinded the, the uh, pursuing speeder mm-hmm. behind them, and they, like, careened off into a wall and crashed. <laughs> so, like, it ended up being, like, their speeder crashed, that sucks, but... Yeah. Something nice happened too, and the opposite can happen as well. Mm-hmm. You can succeed with uh, with um, uh, threat, yeah, and then uh, it's like, oh well, that challenge is done. But oh no, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that something terrible happens there too. So uh, that that's that's pretty much how the system works. 
Um, it, everything is based off of those roles. Uh, and as such, there's a, it's a system with a lot of like twists and turns and lots of, uh, lots of dynamic action. Um, uh, and it makes it kind of, it's a little bit of a challenge to, to set up, uh, to write encounters for that because so many things can go <laughs> wrong or write that like, you can't just be like, and then they find the secret tome. <laughs> so you kind of just have to like roll with it sometimes. <laughs> But anyways, so uh, today's character creation, um, I know that each of you kind of have already been uh, workshopping some character ideas, uh, so I figure we can we can kind of just uh, get into it here. I know it, it, this is a pretty crunchy system, so building itself probably won't take place on this recording, or at least not all mm-hmm. of it, but uh, we can still get into like what your char- how your characters are and uh, how they exist in the universe. Cool beans. So, uh, would anyone like to go first? I've got mine ready, I think, uh, if the rest okay. are all right with that. So, um, my concept, um, I think, okay, so I want to give some context to doing this because, like, if I was, <laughs> if, if, under normal circumstances, if I said, yes, I'm playing a Star Wars game and I'm choosing to, instead of all of the other options available to me, play a human, um, <laughs> that would be normally out of character for me. However, I was looking at this big old list of all the different species in this. And um, so, you know how in Star Wars there's this thing where a character, like, a character will show up and they'll be the first instance of an alien species and they like happen to be a mechanic or a criminal or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you go to like the Wikipedia or whatever and it just goes, yes, everyone is like that in this person's species. <laughs> like every individual <laughs> is defined by the first one you happen to see. They are That's all right. criminals. He was, he was born on the planet of the hats. Exactly. Um, and in uh in the Star Wars Edge Vampire game um like obviously they have stats for just regular humans but then there's also stats for Corellian humans which is the planet that Han Solo is from and it turns out that Corellian they get the same treatment um the picture is like a lady wearing like a vest and yeah. they have the special they have like special piloting bonuses and that really enamored me just as it a... turns out han solo is not being any fashion forward he's just wearing the garb of his people exactly <laughs> he's, he's wearing the uh, the walmart brand yeah. equivalent for Torelia. Yeah. and aside from that i was actually interested in playing a human who was like invested in the specific culture of his planet instead of just being human you know um sure so i have wound up with the character uh with the lore complaint name of jay fatani um nice. who is a uh corellian human bounty hunter um uh I, I guess what 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 do you want me to outline about the character because i've got some general concepts of where i want to go mechanically but also well i guess um uh you you mentioned uh you mentioned that that your that Jay is a um 
uh, interested in Corellian uh, uh, culture. Mm-hmm. So, how uh, I guess how does that manifest? Well, uh, um, part of it will depend on me doing some research on Corellian culture, which I have put off. Sure. But um, I can tell you, it's like Han Solo. Okay, yes, <laughs> it's that. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, he's definitely <laughs> operating within that space. Um, he, he's, you know, kind of the rough around the edges outlaw type. Um, I see him as uh, kind of anti-authority and specifically anti-empire. I'm not sure how much, but not anti-empire enough to be a rebel. Um, sure. Still a guy who is motivated by self-interest. And I feel like that kind of leads into one of the de- big defining character things here. Do we want to talk about obligations? Um, yeah, we can we can get into that. So, um, uh, one of the other systems in this game uh, that I that I really do like is uh, it's they're called obligations. They are essentially something that you start the game with uh, that that uh, gives your character stakes um, in a way that most games just kind of either assume that the player is going to make that up or are not worried about mm-hmm. that. Um, so. Uh, so uh, it, it's something that at the start of a session, uh, I, I make a roll, and then if, a, if an obligation is, uh, is hit for a specific character, something manifests uh, in the world that, is, that is, a, uh, is related to their obligation, whether that be like a bad dream or someone from their past or a, a, call, a mysterious call over the comlink. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that lets them know that their obligation is still an issue and depending on their choices can either increase their obligation or reduce it. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I feel like it's a good thing just to have in terms of like motivation. Cause, um, out of all the obligations listed, most of them are things where money helps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, the exact choice out of this list, maybe you would weigh in that another one would fit it better, but I am looking at uh, obligation responsibility, which is feels a strong sense of accountability or relationship to a person, place, or thing. Um, this could include a strong connection to a mentor, a strong desire to care for orphans in a given location, or taking on the needs of an underrepresented minority. And um, mm-hmm. in this case... I feel like one of the reasons that um, Jay does, like, you know, bounty hunting in general and also this big, like, kind of this big treasure hunt thing is because he wants to be able to eventually uh, settle down with his boyfriend. Oh, okay. Who I do not have Aww. the details on yet, but yes. So this is the sort of the, the one one big job. Exactly. Or at least... Or at least a big job that would assist. I'm not sure if... The next step. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, I do have to say, um, <laughs> when thinking about how I would go about playing, like, as I usually do, like, a gay character, um, mm-hmm. the one thing I stumbled upon is that Star Wars, its whole vibe is pretty strongly heterosexual in a lot yes. of places mm-hmm. despite there being canon queer characters like the 
character played by B. Arthur in the holiday special and Agent Callus and Luke Skywalker. Um, right. I, I don't, I have no idea what a queer person in Star Wars would call themselves. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things, right? Like, it's, since it's a fantasy setting, like, it feels weird to just bring some of that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think in this case, it's, it's fine. If, if you're, if you want to describe your character as just as like, oh yeah, he is a gay man. And like, I don't think that would be, you know, despite all the baggage mm-hmm. and history of, of the ter- you know, queer terms and queer terminology, like, I don't think that that, uh, that's going to be too much of an issue. Here. Yeah. If I, part of me is tempted, maybe I should develop some insetting term, but if they would turn, oh, no. that would be awful. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be good. Um, That's right. I'm a Vorgax. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I twink does sound like a word that would exist in the Star Wars world, though. Oh wait, wait. Though I will say, <laughs> no, no, my no. character is a bear. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay, good yes. to know. <laughs> I'm picturing. I'll write that down. I'm picturing like sort Let's of a see. big barrel-chested guy with like a. He's got like a ginger beard, and I. You know how Corellians love their fests so much? <laughs> I've been picturing him in kind of like the Star Wars fashion equivalent of like a Hawaiian shirt. Nice. <laughs> oh it's like kind oh like of like a colorful floral pattern, but like not flowers from Earth. So, so yeah. good. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I love I love this 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 good man who just wants to <laughs> Have a house and mow his space lawn. <laughs> and hey, I just want a grill for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna do a, <laughs> but he is going to do bounty hunting to make that happen. So do not forget that. So, um, so uh, something that's not really a mechanic, but is part of character building, um, is the uh, the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, set up where there's sort of three different, almost like what we were, weirdly enough. Uh, it's sort of uh, uh, three different phases of your mm-hmm. life, um, or at least not phases of your life in this case, but three different uh, uh, pieces of your life. Um, so there's a beginning and the attitude toward the force and the reason for adventure. So I feel like you've established um, the reason for adventure and the beginning mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. Um, but what is, uh, what is Jay's attitude toward the Force? Um, if Han is indicative of how the Force is viewed within Corellian culture, I think it's, uh, pretty similar to him, assuming he has not, like, seen someone, like, lift a spaceship or whatever with their mind. Um, sure. his default, he might be, like, less of an asshole about it than Han, but he just thinks it's a religion. Gotcha. So this is just so just like oh yeah, um, twenty years ago there was like this this group of of like peacekeeping weirdos who are all part of a religion, and then they became generals for some damn reason, and then they all exactly. died. Exactly, well, pretty much. I do. <laughs> in my head, I have constructed an in-character ramble about that, but maybe I will save Good. that for if it comes up in person in play. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. <laughs> okay. Um, so in that case, uh, so you were you were um, have you started actually mechanically building um, or not? Not in terms of like experience and stuff. I do. So like in this, you have your species, and then you have your career. And bounty hunter is a career. 
specifically yes. i'm thinking like the gadgeteer courier here um so okay. you know he gets like you know stuff i figure that kind of thing is like a little bit better if you want to like bring someone in alive because you can get like weird like stun stuff or whatever sure um i'm picturing that and like i've not a whole lot of like i don't want to make him like a melee specialist but i feel like it has to be at least a little bit burly if i'm going to be calling him a bear um <laughs> but that like, okay yeah. so he needs that, to at least look like a bouncer exactly um gadgeteers uh their their main skills are brawl coercion mechanics and ranged yeah. light so that makes a lot of sense you'd have a blaster at your side but also you're good with your fists yeah. um and as well as being uh being you know uh technically gifted you're also no um no stranger to you know sort of underhanded tactics yeah as well. exactly i and getting what you i want. figure that as a kid he like helped his dad out like like in a spaceship garage or something like that you know oh yeah okay oh i like that. working on one of the one of the the many fleets of the yt 1300 freighters exactly that just pepper yeah. the the uh the fields of corellia mm-hmm. yes all right cool um so in that case i think uh we will uh move on then Jonix, you know you uh, could just say like make up spaceship names and I would believe it's canon. <laughs> well, yeah, but I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So, <laughs> so those are correct, is what you're saying. <laughs> the YT thirteen hundred is the uh, the Millennium Falcon's model. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you, you, thank you for, for clearing it up for us. You're very welcome. All right, um, so. In that case, let's uh, let's get into uh, Fern. How, how's your character looking? All right, so I haven't done much beyond what we've done together when you were helping me figure out how to play one of the Long Necky Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, the Long Necky Boys, <laughs> of course, are I am referring to the Kaminoans, uh, which are the Long Necky Boys in the. What episode was that? Episode that's two. Uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> for background there, that's the Kaminoans are the uh, long necked, uh, silver skinned uh, uh, people that Obi Wan Kenobi visits, and they're the the cloning experts they're, who they're the people uh, where he's created like, the hey, army what's, for the Republic. Who's Jango Fett? And they're like, here's a bajillion of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you like these bajillion Jango Fets? Uh, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's them. <laughs> that's that's um. that's them. Um and so when I was little, uh episode two came out when I was in like maybe sixth grade and I was absolutely enraptured mm. with these long necky boys mm-hmm. and girls. They're kind of androgynous. And others. Uh and others. <laughs> and yeah, um, the, um canonically in the in the way that star wars is very heteronormative most of the time um the way that you can distinguish between the genders is one physical i <laughs> one physical attribute and that's it yep and it is uh, headridges right yeah, yeah it's a is a uh, a head fin <laughs> it's like pokemon uh, on the top so yeah it's it is full on cartoonish pokemon nonsense and that is the only difference there's no difference in their physiology whatsoever beyond that it, even like, like, it doesn't seem to yeah, be the case no, they're all just from like what i've seen as slender. well I, because i was very uh, uh, as a trans 
Uh, I was very, like, trying to figure out that. So, my character is a boy, and, uh, he has subdermal implants to make the head fin. Uh, oh, yeah. So, it's, like, it's something that other Kaminoans would probably notice and know that it was, like, oh, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a implanted one. But other people would be, like, yeah, that's one of the long necky things. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it should be pointed out that um, Kaminoans are are culturally, and this is uh, this was expanded on, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they are extremely uh, hegemonic, and also they they care about their hierarchy quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yes. Um, so any deviation from that norm is would be a reason for them to to no- like to notice and have concern. Mm-hmm. So it it probably any sort of implant would make them like have the same reaction. Yeah. So of like, hey, you're not what you're supposed to be, which is yeah. perfect like us. So to give you guys uh, give people context because I've uh, entrenched myself in the lore now mm-hmm. a little bit, not as much as Jonix, but uh, <laughs> it just I've waited. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. the Kaminoans had a event where they had to decide to genetically, basically, uh, cull themselves. So yes. any defect, they, any difference, any, um... They, they did a massive eugenics project, mm-hmm. um, because it was either that or Extinction. their planet was going to kill them. Yeah, so... Um, so that was their choice. That was their choice that they made, and this is now, like, a distant past kind of thing. This is no longer what is... This is no longer, like, actually happening. This is... They are far after that, and that's why they're so good at making clones. Um, that's also why they don't care about other races. It's also why they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my character, being a trans Kaminoan, is already like going against all of that, um, but is still there. Now, the other thing that they made that is different between them is the eye colors. Um, and my, uh, the eye colors basically determine... There's like four different casts mm-hmm. based only on eye color and nothing else. Because there's no other difference between any common ones, really. Um, so the, depending on your eye color depends on what kind of job you get. You know, it's extremely Star Trek when you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but since it's Star Wars, it's not time to analyze that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my character is like the service worker but not like 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 the step below mm. uh like yeah, middle, manager. middle manager kind of is that kind of eye color do you remember what color that is Jonix. um let's see i do not off the top of is my it, head I think it's it yellow doesn't... i'm not sure like... we'll just call it yellow because guess what it doesn't matter <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> It's all fake anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, uh, I think at this point we'll just, since it's all expanded universe stuff anyways, it's a little bit, like I said at the top, it's a little wiggly. So um, I would just say, what what eye color would you prefer to have? And then we'll just sort of build it around that. Uh, well, not green eyes, because those are awful. I remember the top and I remember the bottom, and the bottom of rung is green eyes. And the top rung is gray eyes. So let's say yellow. Let's do a yellow okay. eye. 
Yellow eye. Um, and so my uh, Kaminoan, uh, it's funny how you said running from or running to. My Kaminoan is running to, and they are running to profit. Nice. Towards it. Just just profit. <laughs> I, I just want to play a calmer Ferengi. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, From more Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, you're, people are going to notice that I'm a Star Trek person <laughs> very quickly. Uh, but yes, so my Kaminoan is a customer service uh, type of Kaminoan. Um, most emotions are not felt by the race, but we can definitely smile while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the smile through the phone. And oh, so yeah. I am drawing on... My experience as a customer service representative, <laughs> uh, which is my current uh, my current job, to bring this voice to the character, and I have everything there except a name and then any of the actual mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one thing we should note is that. Uh, Despite all the expansions, all the different books that have come out for this game and the games in this line, there is no Kaminoan stat block. Huh. Um, it just, it, they just, they, they got the Clatoonians in there, but <laughs> decided not on Nobody the Nobody wanted the not long necky boys, and I don't it's understand! Just, <laughs> it's so surreal. They have got so, there are so many. I'm just going to like flip open to. A random it's thing. Such you can a, play a Herglick if I you mean, want. There's such a long scene with the Kaminoans in <laughs> episode two. Like, they got actual screen time, and yet... Oh, yeah. Like, names and everything. Names? Like, names and the whole thing. And Do then, you want to play a Toydarian? No? <laughs> Understandable, but you can. Um, but anyways, uh, so what we'll be using is the uh, a race that's a has a similar profile in the uh in the Star Wars canon, the Pawan uh from Utapau. Oh, yeah. Uh they are they're the ones that look like they've got uh denim jean faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> denim jean face vampire men that uh, Obi Wan talks to at one point in episode three. Uh anyways if I was one of them, I would just <laughs> spend all my time being about you know what's freaking cool? Those big old feathery lizards on my home planet. That's all I care about. <laughs> that's they're the coolest thing that's in the, the world. That's the one cool thing um, about my planet. <laughs> And not our our horrible faces. <laughs> um, but so uh, so we'll be using that uh, as the base stat block for for this build. Um, essentially, they they get a an, uh, a negotiation bonus. Yeah. Uh, and they have uh, stats similar to what I would imagine the Kami no one's having in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so and yeah, so. He- uh, Go ahead. So we were talking earlier as well about uh, about what that would mean if you're a a profit driven um, uh, person from like a hierarchical hierarchical society, uh, and uh, like how that would manifest in this game, which isn't all about combat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a uh, there's plenty of roles. Um, so I th- before we landed on the explorer trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, career. Yes. Are you still, that's the one you're still interested in? I haven't done any other research, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, explorers, uh, are known, uh, for obviously exploring. Uh, they, they, uh, they, they are sometimes profit driven, sometimes they're about, uh, hunting or just, uh, just 
kind of just being out there and living, man, mm-hmm. vibing, you know, out in the out in the galaxy at large. Um, but traders obviously are driven by profit, and as such, uh, they get the skills deception, knowledge core worlds, knowledge underworld, and negotiation. Mm-hmm. So they are extremely good at knowing who to talk to and how to talk to them. Yes, and uh, that is pretty much, I think, all that we've done, but I'd be interested to look at obligations. Um, yes, that is a uh, that is something that uh, that we should get into here. Okay, so determining starting obligation. Yes, so um, for uh, for your obligations, there's a huge list uh, that I'm not going to read the whole thing of, um, but it it really comes down to if you're so if I, the way I look at obligations is if your character wants to do something the obligation should be getting in the way mm. at least a little bit mm. um mm-hmm. that way you know that way there's some drama essentially mm. yeah <laughs> that makes sense to me so uh my character wants to make money um my character probably has a thing of like oh it's that justifies like the amount of alienation they've gone through from their society mm. Um, so maybe the alienation from the society it could be an hmm. obligation of some sort. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at one called uh, Disgraced, Ooh. which is from the the Far Horizons source book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about colonization and expanding into new areas. Mm. Uh, it's. Uh, I'll read it here. Um, the colonists did something shameful, often some social taboo that isn't quite illegal. The shame and sideways glances from peers have forced the colonist to seek a new life where he can start over free of embarrassment. The isolation of some colonies and cultures makes for some strange taboos not observed by the rest of the galaxy. Thus, the taboo can be something terrible or something as benign as drinking from a public fountain. Um, <laughs> or showing uh, showing a bear but innocuous body part. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in this case, obviously, uh, it would be breaking breaking out of the the hierarchy of in any way right? yeah you're, so there's you're trying to raise your status there's the there's the purely physical which is like the canvas that it's on where uh my kaminoan is trans and has taken steps right. to transition but then beyond that also my kaminoan did leave and decide to be a merchant even though they were supposed to be a customer service representative basically mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um it, they it, so and the like going uh, and to like other cultures it wouldn't seem like such a big jump uh to go from like just being the person that represents the place that's selling to being the person that's selling the things mm-hmm. but to them it, it, to the, that culture it's definitely a big deal yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so so i think disgraced would totally work yeah. uh for that then because then that you know who knows how that could rear its head, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So uh, and and our last thing here is uh, pick a name. I get, I have a list of I have a list of names. Okay. I have I have a list of names here of of uh, Kaminoans, uh-huh. and that'll give you an idea of how your name your character should be named. Okay. Lamasu, Tanway, Kosai, Ni Timor, Orunwa. Koane, Nalase, Halle Bertoni, Hina, Insane Wait, is that first one Lara Sue? Lama Sue. Damn it, so close. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to get attacked by uh, what's-his-name Sonic Man. 
<laughs> so are do you now? How about that Halle Bertoni though? I mean, I don't think anyone is. Uh huh. Okay, so I don't think anyone is looking to play Halle Bertoni anytime soon or write about her. So <laughs> no, um, no, nah. Um, I think so. I'm like trying to like just make those sounds with my face right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Manway Ba. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Does that sound good? I like it. Yeah. Okay, Manway Ba. Manway Ba is yeah. good. Mm-hmm. For the record, um, uh, I got my name. One half because I was looking at Corellian names and Phaetoni sounded right for what I was going for. And then I realized it's literally just an anagram of Anthony Daniels. Um, <laughs> not the whole name. Like, the, the character had a first name, but I forget what it was. Um, and Jay just sounds like a Star Wars name to me. Yeah, that totally works, too. Mm-hmm. It's like halfway between Han and Luke, I think, in terms of sounding. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> sounds like someone may or may not be from space. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, when your three main character, four main characters are uh, Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like Jay fits in yeah. there. Okay, um, so, Monwe Ba. Monwe Ba, the Kaminoan explorer slash traitor with an obligation of d- disgrace. I put exploder, not explorer. <laughs> That's basically the same. Yeah. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. um, So, Snapper. Yes. I know you have had some some, uh, dev time on your your character as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've I've spent quite a bit of time uh, formulating this character, and they've settled down in my mind. So why don't you tell me about them? So, um, I'm playing a Twilight. Um, you may know them as the ones with the weird long head tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, the long head tentacles. The um, sexy famously ones. Famously featured in Return of the Jedi. Um, see, sexy is... Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Return of the Jedi, we see two different Twi'leks. Uh, we see a male Twi'lek by the name of Bib Fortuna, who is, uh... Uh, Jabba the Hutt's uh, sort of uh, right-hand man servitor type guy. Oh, no. Guy. Oh, uh, wait. He's, he's awful. Oh, no. That's, I made a mistake <laughs> saying the sexy ones. Well, oh, no. so here's the thing. And then we see uh, some Twilight dancers who are incredibly sexy, <laughs> and so much to the point where it's weird that Bib Fortuna is as fucked up as he is. <laughs> and so... Again, it, it, I know we're following a theme here, but in the way that Star Wars is the planet of the hats, the setting, all Twi'leks became male Twi'leks are disgusting, and all female Twi'leks are gorgeous, and nothing else. Yeah. Um, um, that is, except so, for one particular particular <laughs> thing, that is almost the entire inspiration for my character, but we'll get into that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'm playing a male Twi'lek. Um, uh-huh. I'm not going to be playing a disgusting sharp-toothed goblin man, um, with, like, having one of my, is, are they called, like, Klaatu, or what? Is, um, Leku. Leku, that's it. Klaatu is what, uh, the, from, that, that the one. The Day of the Earth is still. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the, the Sam Raimi movie. 
Yes, also, um, of course, Army of Darkness, uh, but that's besides the point, Snapper. Okay, so, yes, he does, he does not drape his leku over his, over his neck and look like a weirdo sharp-tooth boy. Instead, um, he's a bit more twinky, one might say. Mm-hmm. One might say he is, he is a, he is a complete and utter twink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twink, um, a, a canon term in Star Wars, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, he's got... He's got green skin with blue splotches, um, all over all over his body, looking like a like a handsome like a snack. Yeah, like a, like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is snack. Uh-huh. He is he is snack skin like a Jolly Rancher. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I'm 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 gonna make him a I'm gonna make him a pilot. He's uh, the class ace with the subset hotshot. Nice, An ace hotshot. All right. Yep. Um. So, uh, as we as we've gone before, uh, we uh, for for background. Uh, so so where does uh, your your Twilight fit into the to the galaxy here? Um, uh, where did he start? He. Actually, was born into a uh, quite wealthy family. Um, oh, he sort of lived in a lap of luxury um, for most of his life. Uh, it's actually one of the reasons why he's good at piloting is because he got to play around with his family's toys mm. uh, on weekends. Got and got nice. And got he got to ride in their space golf carts. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, born into a wealthy family. Um, unfortunately, uh, for his family at large, um, he also was maybe reading so about some books that he maybe shouldn't have been, and sort uh-huh. of became obsessed with the Force. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Um. So the reason he is. Going to the Jaws is to find um, possible artifacts or writings or anything he can dig up about the Force and this mysterious priest class that has disappeared. I see. So he's uh, so sort of a um, uh, like a student of of at least the like the the teachings. Then yes. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Let's see here. I forgot to say and what Monway Boss thinks about the Force, but go on. Oh, <laughs> right. And we'll get right. Sorry about that. No, yeah, we'll okay. get back to that as well. <laughs> Let's see here. Says the Force, and and uh, so then, uh, uh, what do you have an obligation lined up um, uh, for for him? Yeah, I was thinking he still has an obligation to his family. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. To. Uh, one of the reasons he was able to get a ship out here, um, to be able to fly it anyway, uh, was he promised to, uh, return with something that would bring the family name, uh, into prominent light in a good way, as opposed to a bad way, which is the way he really wants to bring (laughs) it into light. Um. I see. Yeah. So I, for 
a uh, a obligation I put family. Gotcha. Let's see here. Expedition. There we go. Um, let's see. So, uh, so Fern, right. Um, your, uh... Oh, real quick. Did I tell... Did oh, I say the name? Did I say his name? No, you did not. Uh, yeah. What's so the name? My, my character's name, by the way, is uh, J.C. Argona. Nice. Um, I was inspired by the, uh myth the greek myth jason and the argonauts which oh. we're kind of doing a little bit a little bit um, so i i screwed around with it a little bit and got jc argona i yeah. like it it's really good it's a good star wars name it's so excellent <laughs> oh and you should say where the where the idea of a twinkie twilight came from oh yeah so there's there's a comic it's a manga yes <laughs> it's like a manga style comic i don't know if it's actually um. a manga but yes, it's uh, there's a uh, it's it's gotten kind of popular, uh, but not like super popular. Uh, but it, it came out before episode eight, I believe. Uh, um, that was taking place. It ta- it takes place in the the sequel trilogy era. Uh, it's supposed to bridge the gap between uh, Return of the Jedi and and The Force Awakens, like a billion things that are being launched mm-hmm. right now. Um, I forgot the name of it though. Uh, Dark Stars is that the name of it? Sounds right. I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, in in that comic, there is legitimately one of the handsomest portrayals of a male Twilight I've seen in media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So cute. I love him. Oh my gosh. Uh, also, he's real a little quick, animal boy. As, as a as a send up to the the main man himself, Bib Fortuna, um, my character does have, like, sharp anime teeth. Like, the the so sharp cute. teeth, but, like, cute anime teeth. Yes. Completely yeah. Anime understand. sharp teeth. Yeah. Like that... Gotta, gotta, gotta have it. <laughs> like that Australian like guy in Free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> hey, everyone remember Free? <laughs> <laughs> God, this is this podcast is just full of references today. <laughs> this is I, I'm sorry. I apologize to my parents who listen mm-hmm. to this <laughs> because you're not gonna be able to figure this episode out. <laughs> so, uh, J. Faitoni, J. C. Argona, and Monwe Ba. Both me and Snapper are currently furiously trying to find this this Twinkie Twi'lek to put in the chat. By <laughs> yeah, the Lost Stars is the name. It's of called the, Lost the Stars. Okay, and sweetie, you have to you have to talk. Oh, about the... oh, okay. Let me talk right. about uh, Monway Ba. So basically, Monway Ba has not seen anything to prove or disprove the Force, as well as any of the other religions in this galaxy. And therefore, they are agnostic. But, like, they are more interested in, like, scientific hard facts than, like, feelings. Because they don't feel them very much. That's another thing. They bred out, uh, they bred out a lot of, like, emotional capacity in, uh, uh, not to a point where I like my character. Of course, is going to have emotions, but they, there, there is like they were definitely raised kind of Vulcany, 
Mm-hmm. I'm just all Star Trek today, and I'm sorry. Their race kind of uh, Vulcany, and then also like there is like this like the, it is also like taboo to be too emotional. Gotcha. Uh, to a point where they at least act like that's part of the gen- the eugenic part uh, history. Gotcha. Um, and so. Uh, they they really are more interested in seeing proof of mm. something that can't be possible, uh, and that has no other ex- explanation. But they haven't seen anything disprove it either. Gotcha. They've definitely seen coincidences be a little too possible to be coincidences. But they live in the Star Wars universe, so that's almost the norm. <laughs> yeah, it's just, shit just happens. Yeah. Stuff just all happens the all the time. I mean, so like they don't have like any uh, any reason to disprove it, but they don't have any. Uh, they they don't really have a a horse in this race, basically. Okay. Gotcha. When it comes to uh, the the force, um, they aren't bitterly against it, and they aren't like. Well, they're not like it's not even you know they're they were born into a, a middle caste, so it's not like oh yes, my father worked with the Jedi generals. Did de- like no, your, <laughs> your father like answered the calls when people were like, hey, these thousands of human men, we need so- we need to troubleshoot something with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my clone battalion <laughs> decided that left was right, <laughs> and now. <laughs> Now I can't give them any orders. My mom... Can you help? <laughs> My mom was the head of HR for the clones. You know, all of them. <laughs> Got a lot of call about a... We had it, to create a... It is we had quite... to create a, a division called Human Relations, because we only had Camino in relations before. It was... It was it, it, My mom was the head of HR. You know, human resources. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, um... Um, so, uh, so of the so those three here, uh, I guess the last and final thing is uh, to is to ask um, how do you think you were contacted or otherwise uh, you know swept up in this big race? I did not know, and then I had the perfect idea, <laughs> which mm-hmm. was um, there was a. So is this something that people are getting like invited to or whatever? Or. Um. So in this case, uh, everyone, everyone on in the in the party here has uh, has been either contacted or somehow found out that this captain Oscar Viol is is putting together a crew. Um, and uh, I sh- just to give you a little backstory on on Oscar, she's just a uh, she's a uh, an old um, sort of a, a a freighter captain who uh, made one big score. Mm. And then immediately changed to treasure hunter uh-huh. <laughs> as a new as as her new profession. So, like, uh, so since then she is she hasn't had the best reputation for uh, getting, uh, you know, like like being able to find good artifacts and whatnot mm-hmm. or like gold or anything. But she, damn, she tries. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not. So she is by no way like a cool hotshot anything Mm -hmm. um she has a but she does have money still and she is paying okay um i've got this mental image like this is how (laughs) in this in my head turned from like a 
just whatever thing to like an intro scene from Smoke and Aces where like <laughs> um uh like she calls up some kind of like like alien tough guy being like hey i need some muscle for this thing and jay answers like hey i've got this guy like tied up in the back of my ship he's not going to be able to go anywhere but i'm in <laughs> <laughs> that's good mm-hmm. i like that quite <laughs> <laughs> just just like there's this whole like tense conversation yeah. and then and then just she finds it like oh you're not gore yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh no, I'm where the hell is I'm Gork? taking Gork to jail, man. <laughs> That's really uh, good. Yeah, so okay, gotcha. So the so Jay essentially invited himself into a recruitment mm-hmm. via bounty yes. hunting. Okay. Um so uh Snapper, how do you think of JC uh found his way in? Uh, I think JC used all of the money and contacts he could from being fairly wealthy to literally hunt down any ship that would take him. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, he, but he had to have the main pilot seat because he's a hot shot. So that's the reason that it ended up on this one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's all the other ones like, oh, we've had a pilot. Sorry. Yeah. We could use like, we could, I don't know. Are you a gunner? No, 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 no. I have to drive the ship. <laughs> okay, cool. So so essentially just this was the only ad that, that specifically said looking for pilot. Yeah. Got it. And uh, how about Monway Ba? So I know you said that our captain has money, but this expedition also has funders, right? Um... Yes, uh, that that is a uh, is something that we could establish yeah. here. Essentially, so Monway Bot is one of the funders who has a stake in this race of oh. this expedition, but also uh, is the only one that was crazy enough to show up themselves. Oh, you're like and that guy. Not <laughs> <laughs> you're like that guy from Inception. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that was another reference pulled out. Good job, Dino. Good job, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting our references in. Also, check the tr- chat. We got a picture of the good boy. He's uh, certainly there. <laughs> he's so good. Um, so Monway Ba is definitely like kind of like a shareholder. Not not the most like that. This expedition would happen without him. But gotcha. like this expedition could happen, but uh, he has poured some of his uh, a good portion of his resources into this expedition, and I the reason I want that is because I kind of want there to be that tension of like ugh, one of the the money people. Monway Ba mm-hmm. is the man, <laughs> but not uh-huh. but not. Not like the man, right. but like one of the men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I want that tension of, uh, of like, oh no, this person is actually like one of the people that's paying our salaries. <laughs> I like that. That's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, so it's like when. Yeah, that's. 
That totally makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, and I also like that idea of that tension being between the captain and Monway Ba, but at the end of the day, like, Monway Ba doesn't really have any control over the expedition whatsoever, but <laughs> he wants to think he does. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you know, sometimes you just got to hit the pavement yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? That sweet, sweet prophet. Like, honestly, <laughs> Monway Ba doesn't trust people, other people, to examine the goods as much as he can. <laughs> Exactly. They can't. You can't just rely on laborers to get your, your profit. Not everyone here no. can see the ultraviolet spectrum. And, exactly! And just think of all the salaries that <laughs> I would have to be paying for to do my single person's work. Uh, insurance? Yeah. Insurance? <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. So, we have our... our uh, um, our, our bear bounty hunter looking to mm-hmm. settle. Our uh, our trans mask uh, 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 funder looking for profit, and our uh, our tw- our twilight twink um, uh, uh, ace pilot who's looking for glory for his for his family. Beginner to everyone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and welcome to the Star Wars galaxy. Yes. Woo. So yeah, I look forward to to running this for you guys. Feels like to play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, um, before we before we leave, I did I did look it up, and I I do want to make sure I get this right. This is uh, uh the the manga that we were referencing was Star Wars Lost Stars by Yusaku Komiyama. Oh. That is adapted from the novel of the same title by Claudia Gray. Oh, cool! And it has a really cute Twilight in it. You guys, you his should name, check it out. And it has Yendor. a super. Cute Twilight name, yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, um, so unless there's anything else, I, I will obviously will be building these mechanically mm-hmm. uh, off air, just because it's so yeah. much. But uh, uh, thanks for for showing up and making the characters. This is gonna oh, be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Homo Ace, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Sean Kelleher, Thor Holmquist, and Trash May. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.